now another great podcast from the pop culture warning the following program features content that may not be suitable for all audiences listener discretion is advised you're listening to the bocephus broadcast Greetings, boys and girls, and welcome to episode 63 of the Bocephus Broadcast. Glad to be back in the basement with you for another week of shenanigans across the World Wide Web. A beautiful day in West Central Illinois, high in the uh, lower 80s, upper 70s, something like that. Nice breeze going on. If there were to be a day that I were to invest in a laptop to start recording and editing this podcast when the weather is nice, it would be today. The ideal day. It's like a spring day. Like way late. It's like, you know, spring has come back. It hasn't arrived. It's come back. Because for those of you that live in the Midwest, you know that we went straight from winter into summer. There was no spring. There was no transition there. It was immediately from uh, ass cold to ass hot. No in between. And yes, that is actually ass is uh, actually a uh, method of, of measuring temperature. It's legit. I have it on a thermometer outside. How many ass degrees? Anyway, what a weekend, man. I feel like I've, I've been on the go since Friday. I left work um, on Thursday, went down to the dock in Quincy, which if you listen to this podcast, if you know anything about the, the band that I'm in, you know that the dock is kind of our home base. So Thursday night, left work, went down there and set up for a show on Friday, got down there Friday after work and uh, set more stuff up because evidently we have a bunch of stuff that we're going to set up this year. So there's that. Um, but yeah, Friday was, you know, go to work eight to five and then, uh, go to essentially second work from five to seven, run home, shower, and then from pretty much eight o'clock to two in the morning. Also somewhat go to work. You know what I mean? See the point that the, that the band is almost like another business. It's almost like another job. It's a fun job, but it is, I mean, it is work. Don't get me wrong. And then uh, did, did the whole thing over again yesterday, too. We played out at uh, the local Harley-Davidson dealership last night. And that, again, perfect weather. So that was kind of the catalyst for today, I think. I'm glad that weather uh, that we had yesterday evening stuck around today because perfect out. But yeah, man, I'm exhausted. I was in pain. Uh, the first real pain I've had in a while with the whole back thing. A lot of pain towards the end of the last night, to the point that during the, the last set, I was like, cut all the songs I sing because it hurts to sing. So I came home and I took one of the leftover painkillers because uh, I saved if you had a reserve, a little bit of a reserve built up. I guess you couldn't say built up. I just had some leftover painkillers that they sent me home from the hospital with during the uh, whole recovery phase. So I took one of those and it's been, um, let's see, February, March, April, May, June, about four months it's been about four months since I've had any, any sort of like, you know, high powered painkiller, like a medical grade uh, painkiller. And it knocked me on my ass. Luckily, last night's show, we played from six to ten. So it was really early, like when we got out of there. Uh, also, take note more of that, please. Uh, so we were out. I was out of there at like 1030. I think I was home by 11 o'clock. I had some Taco Bell because I hadn't really eaten all day. Had Taco Bell, took the painkiller uh, around, I want to say around midnight, I went to bed and I had to pull myself out of bed at 11 o'clock this morning and I'm still, uh, let's see, it's 1230 right now. So about about an hour and a half ago is when I forced myself to get up and shower and get around for the day and I'm still not there. And to me, it's it's too late in the morning to even drink coffee and it's not even morning, it's afternoon technically. So, And I'm not an afternoon coffee drinker. I just, I don't know, I, I can't... Uh, I can't do it for some reason. It's weird unless it's like winter out. But yeah, I'm not a big uh, afternoon coffee guy. It's got to be like first thing in the morning or shortly thereafter. You know what I mean? So anyway, yes, I'm in that uh, post medical grade painkiller fog still. And I don't foresee myself getting out of that until probably about bedtime tonight. So it's perfect timing, right? Hit your uh, peak energy right before you hit the sack for the evening. What more could you ask for, right? But man, I, I tell you what, I'm down in the basement. It feels nice and nice and cool down in the basement as it always does. But I would give just about anything to be sitting on the deck uh, in this beautiful weather doing this podcast. So I think maybe, maybe my next purchase that I don't really need to make, but I'm going to anyway, is probably going to be a laptop so we can start doing this show or at least the editing portion of this show from the great outdoors when weather allows That'd be a pretty handsome setup, if I do say so myself. Speaking of handsome, 
Another handsome list of celebrity publicist interview declines to come at you this week. Here's the list this week of the celebrities whose publicist declined me for an interview. Talia Schlanger, host of NPR's World Cafe. Jackass star Johnny Knoxville. Musician Parker Millsap. Actress Jenny Slate. Dr. Albert Marabian. Actor Anthony Kerrigan. There you have it. A whole bevy. Like I said, it's not for lack of trying, uh, but, uh, you know, I cast a wide net. But luckily this week, I was able to land one. Brian Burns. You may not know his name, but you definitely know the page that he's associated with if you're from the immediate listening area. The 217 Problems Facebook page has become kind of this uh, cultural crossroads of all things related to uh, West Central Illinois. I had a really good conversation with Brian yesterday afternoon, and... Uh, this dude is, he reminds me a lot of myself. Like, I see a lot of similar parallels. Like, we're, we're, you know, we got a lot of irons in the fire. Our hands are in a lot of different things. But they're all fun things. You know what I mean? So, uh, it was good to talk to Brian. Good to know that I'm not uh, alone in my craziness of being involved in so many different uh, endeavors. But, man, to watch that page grow from what it, you know, began as to what it is currently and how it continues to just be this content-generating machine of... Uh, you know, West Central Illinois-based memes, which is kind of a crazy phrase to even utter, but it is. It's an actual, it's a thing. If you look at this page. So stick around. Coming up next, we're talking with Brian Burns, the creator of the 217 Problems Facebook page, right here on the Bo Cephas Broadcast. The Bo Cephas Broadcast. For years, you've heard the rumors about actors Tom Cruise and John Travolta. But now, it's time to set the record straight. Both of them are featured in the greatest game ever. Movie Showdown. Movie Showdown is the multiplayer game for movie fans. Compete against friends, showdown against film buffs, and channel your inner Nicolas Cage to become the ultimate movie champion. Download Movie Showdown on iOS now. We now return to the Bo Cephas Broadcast. This week is a celebration of my Illinois residency. I became, uh, of course, an official resident in, I think it was March. Now proud to call the 217 area code my home. So I wanted to bring in a guy who was essentially a, uh, I'm going to liken him to a modern digital historian of the West Central Illinois Territory. He is Brian Burns. He is the man behind the popular Facebook page, 217 problems it's a uh, it's a pleasure to have you here man hi thank you for having me absolutely I, I this is uh this is kind of a rhetorical question uh to ask how the page got started and how its following grew um kind of pointless to ask really but at what point did you know that there was like there was a hotbed for for content in this area that would warrant a facebook page and that would connect with people how did how did you arrive to yeah. that point where you're like well this is you know the light bulb going off so to speak so there's a couple layers to this. First, it's um, it's Instagram and Twitter too, um, and I actually started two on seven problems on Twitter. Uh, it's about it's about uh forty thousand followers on wow. Twitter, um, and uh, so uh, so I was in college, went to college at SIUE, studying public relations, uh, and. I had a Twitter account called SIUE Goose, um, and or and if you've ever been to SIUE or know anything about it, there's a lot of Canadian geese on campus, and <laughs> I feel like every college has like their thing that students can all relate to, right? Um, you know, and for SIUE, it was Canadian geese attacking students. <laughs> uh, so I kind of I worked for the school newspaper at the time. And I, they wrote an article and I thought it'd be funny just to kind of, um, be smart Alec with the writer who wrote the, um, article about the geese and create a Twitter account and be like, you didn't get our side of the story, <laughs> kind of thing, <laughs> you know, and some like geese related hashtags. And, you know, it kind of was a buzz in the newsroom. It was like, Oh, who did this? You know, um, and I kind of had fun with it for a couple of days and they figured out it was me and they were super disappointed because it wasn't a reader. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I, I kind of did some stereotypical geese jokes, like waddling to class, you know, just some stuff. And then uh, that was in the spring and in the fall of that year, something just made me pick up uh, my phone and 
start tweeting again, like geese related things. And next thing I know, it uh, it spread across campus. And this was back in 2012. I got it got up to about 1,500 to 2,000 followers, which in SIUE terms, that's about everyone that had Twitter around that time. So um, I, you know, was just kind of just being me, you know, kind of like smart aleck doing analogies. Um, stuff like that related to geese. Like I'd be watching a Bears game, and I'd be like, "Oh, the flying V offense," you know, something like that. <laughs> like, you know, something that wasn't necessarily SIU related. It was goose related, but everyone was watching the Bears game, so just kind of like timeliness of it, you know, made it. I, I thought catchy and catch on, and um, I would have friends say, "Hey, people are talking about the SIU goose. Can I say that it's you?" I'm like, "No, no, no. Just you know, <laughs> keep it under your so, hat." Yeah, yeah, you know, so this is, you know, and and so then um, my last semester, it, it was kind of one of those things where you know it was like every day I was looking everything I was looking at, um, I was looking at for content, kind of, you know, like it was always in the back of my mind, you know, a trigger that I would have to pull, um, and uh, I mean, example, I uh, Man on the Ledge came out around that time, and a goose was on the ledge of his building and it was just chilling there. And I just took a picture of it and it was like, you know, <laughs> coming out this Friday, geese on the ledge, you know, blah, blah. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> this, the, I had, by this time the culture was at the highest on, on Twitter of, uh, of people like saying, Hey goose, blah, blah, blah. Um, someone took a picture of me taking a picture of the goose it was just like, there's a creepy man taking a picture of your, of you and the red sweatshirt, watch out, you know, blah, blah. Right. I was like, Oh my gosh, like how funny is that? Um, but so, I mean, when you, when you're talking about this, it's almost like, sounds to me like you were almost ahead of the curve with the whole like parody account, because I, you know, I don't know how big, like the whole parody account it was in, in 2012, but now it's like its own culture. So, you know, like you get this, like the rally squirrel from Bush Stadium when that was oh. huge. You know, that thing took up. But but this was, I mean, you were, you said 2012, right? So this was yeah. before, you know, this was before even that. So it, I, have you always been kind of on the, the, the cutting edge of, of that kind of thing? Like, have you just... You know, it's weird. So, you know, I'm a male with ADHD. So I'm not really that observant <laughs> of a human being as it is. <laughs> um so it's kind of, you know, my, when I'm interested in something, you know, I kind of take notice and, you know, soak it all in because I'm interested. Other than that, I could, you know, right, right. I'm not interested in the grass, so I have no idea if it's green, you know. Um, <laughs> and I just noticed, you know, I, I looked at tweets from like, you know, ba- you know, say white girl problems, um, stuff like that. And I thought this isn't it's creative, but it isn't that hard. It's not rocket science what they're coming up with. It's just being observant, I think. It's right. kind of having your head on a swivel, and, 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 you know? And, and, and being, yeah, and being kind of self-aware. Sure, of right. Your, of your surroundings or what you think. And, and for me, um, you know, I, I've told somebody this before on a, another radio show. I said, I, I almost like I think it's a talent that I have is being self-aware of a situation of what my day-to-day life is. That, you know, the thoughts in the back of your head are, you know... um that be able to verbalize that, you know, because well, I, yeah, you're, I mean, you're, you're finding common ground with people that are essentially, well, I guess in a roundabout way, living, living the same life as you, or, you know, right, in the same right. setting in which you're living your life. So you're, you're finding that relative, that, that common denominator that connects right. on multiple levels with multiple people. Right. At 2012, uh, the university ended up sponsoring the goose as an internship for me, where I teamed up with them to do Mark stuff with the goose and we have playing really? out. Yeah. So I, I bought a goose beanie baby, which is one of the things <laughs> who, who knew finding a goose beanie baby in Edwardsville would be hard. I had to use the beanie lamb of them to, to do that. Um, and I was like, man, we're almost 12. This is easy <laughs> you know, to find a goose beanie baby. So, uh, um, it, you know, that was kind of like, wow, like this is really something. And, you know, 2012 college graduate me, I thought, I could just take over the world because I was like, how many Twitter accounts get uh, end up being a a self-made internship basically, you know? And so just doing what I do every day, like I had meetings with them and they're going to continue it when they were going to continue it when I graduated. And I was all excited. I thought I was on top of the world. Um, And then when I was graduating, I thought, 
well, how am I going to continue? Like, this is pretty brain stimulating every day, you know, like I, you know, this is like fun for me um, that, you know, I, I kind of have this thing that people have latched onto and it's kind of a culture that, you know, is grinded out day in and day out to become what it is. Granted at 1500 followers, I, I thought that was huge for SIUE and I'd never envisioned two on seven problems becoming that, but I wanted to do something similar and have that kind of everyday life of a two on seven problem person. Um, so I just, I saw it wasn't taken and I made two on seven problems <laughs> and, and just kind of went off and just kind of went off old events. I, I'm, I'm from Pleasant Plains. Um, so I'm near Springfield, obviously. And so I just, I just chose the two biggest schools for their like kind of stereotypes or events that I, that were popular when I was in high school and kind of went from there or like, you know, long lines at ice deli, which is a snow cone place. Uh, and like, no one likes that kind of thing. Just like stupid, but kind of like very stuff that people are like, Oh yeah, I hate long lines at ice deli when it's 95 degrees. You just want a snow cone. <laughs> you know? Well, um, it's again, it's like that observational, um, observational humor. Human, that, that observational connects. Humor. No, I mean, I mean, Jerry Seinfeld is my comedic hero. So, I mean, for take that for what it's worth, because it's like, I just, I thought, you know, he was brilliant and, you know, that how you think, feel, you know, during little situations, you know, it's like, I don't know. Um, so when I made two on seven problems, um, a, the school didn't, uh, continue SIV groups. Like they said, they ended up not having a social media policy in place. Like they thought they like they thought they could just continue the goose and, and be okay. Like they had a person selected and everything. I met the person. So I, when I gave my baby away and they changed the, the password on me, like a week after I graduated, I was like, okay, that's part of the deal, but they're going to continue it. And they never did. <laughs> it just sat there and now it's it, kind of fell flat. Yeah. It just, it's, it's on private. It's, you know, so do you still have access to the account or is that completely I, I, like the property of SIUE now? It's, it's the property of SIUE. Like I'm, I thought oh, about like, that sucks. Right. I thought about trying to reach out to the person who was, um, they're like communications person at the time. She's not no longer there. Sad. Like, Hey, we had the password. Like, I mean, obviously like I couldn't do much. Like other than just like, um, tweet every once in a while and just see what right. happens or start following random people that like, Oh, well, this guy has Twitter you know, 1400 followers or however many he has now. Um, and just see what happens and just kind of go up. But I was like, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not there, you know, every day now. So I don't know how much it would be successful anyways, you know, but it, it was definitely tough for me to give away my baby. <laughs> yeah, was, that's, and, that's exactly the, the analogy that I was going to make that had to be kind of difficult to give up, you know, something that you, you birthed essentially for lack of a better term that, that became, well, you know, like a, a, a thing, like a, a yeah. like a subculture thing, you know? Yeah, and I had, you know, people that, friends that I met through, you know, through the goose or whatever, I'd be like, oh, what happened to it? You know, that were still in school. I, I um, was in a mentoring program for freshmen. And so through their four years, they're like, oh, where's the goose coming back? When's the goose coming back? And I'm just like, the university killed it. <laughs> you know, I can't, <laughs> you know. It's hunting so, season. Yeah, so... um yeah, so you uh, use that platform though, the platform of using the goose to create that, like we've, we've kind of likened it to uh, observational connecting humor or whatever like that. Um, so, I mean, what, what are some of the most common things that you've noticed in this area code, whether it's a certain uh, dialect, verbiage terms, you know, um, physical actions or, I mean, what is considered to you 100% like grade A 217 behavior? Uh, so it seems simple, but anytime you can mix weather with with politics in a, in a funny but middle <laughs> of the ground way, right. it's golden. Because that's the two things in this you know area, and I don't know how it is in other parts of the country, but especially here that people love to complain about the weather, and then you can mix, and obviously with the politics here of you know like stuff like not having a budget for three years, right? Um, and so that's just kind of like the the. the you know, I talk about how, you know, sitting at a bar and having a beer, I feel like that's the kind of humor to what some problems is, is if you're at a bar and you're a rational person enough, you could look at something and just laugh at it and be like, 
what the hell? This is 2179 right. Indiana. What the hell are they thinking? You know, right. I just it's relatable. Laugh. Yeah, giggle and take a sip of your beer. You know? Absolutely. You mentioned uh, you mentioned going out to the bar and having a beer and things like that. I mean, obviously, I I found out fairly easily who was behind the two one seven problems page. But do people know you? Like, do they recognize you when you're out in public, or do you have that? Um, I don't really know how to describe it. But when I when I worked in radio, it was this convenient uh, public anonymity where people knew you, but they didn't necessarily know you. Like, they knew my voice, yeah. they didn't know my face. So you know, like like people know you or the page like a celebrity, but do they know who Brian is? Like. Can you go out in public and enjoy yourself or, or do people, are people coming up to you like, Oh man, I love two one seven and and things like that. So it's funny. I I first kind of wanted to say, um, anonymous because I was just like part of the territory I felt like, but now when I started to tell myself who I was first, this is just, I mean, and, and you could tell me like, I'm kind of curious what you would think just you working in traditional media, like, this has become such a big deal that it's kind of like part of who I am. There's no just like, oh, I just run this thing. It's like, this is my everyday life. I'm on podcast. Well, it's a brand. I mean, <laughs> yeah, you've turned this into a brand. Yeah. So there's no like, oh, shucks, I, that's just something I do. It's just like, this is something that, you know, if I meet somebody new, it's going to come up in the first 10 minutes, you right. know, of what I do. Uh, because I, I do social media consulting for small businesses now. Um, but, you know, that's how it started is through 217 problems. So um, I started to tell people, and I, I always tell, I always tell people that once it's big enough to where I could tell a thousand people, but they won't tell the next 30,000 people or if they do, they just say, Oh, I met a guy. I met a guy named Brian. He runs to one but they're not going to like look me on Facebook and say, here, here's his face. You know? Um, I mean, I'm from a, you know, a funny story. I matched on a Tinder. I was going to ask you, that was my next question. I was going to yeah. ask you about yeah, and it's like she's like, oh, I felt like I'm I met match with celebrity. That was the first message to me, and I said, I just was like, well, <laughs> like, how do you know? <laughs> you know, and it was just uh, somebody said that as she was from Pleasant Plains, which is where I'm from. So it's okay, kind of so like that makes like, sense. Yeah. circle, you know, blah blah. If you're within five years of me, or you know, you just can't you, you right. just know because you know, right? So. Uh, it's, it, it, I've been people. I've benefited from saying who I am for business-wise, personal reasons, stuff like mm-hmm. I've benefited from telling people who I am. Um, I do Uber too part time, and uh, I've enjoyed you know my car shaking, and they're like, "No way!" <laughs> was, um, and and it's funny because I felt like when I first started two on seven, the general feeling I got from Twitter is it wasn't cool to be a, a Facebook page moderator. Yeah. It was like, you know, you're, you're the dude that's in this parent's basement. That's never been laid and doesn't have a job, <laughs> you know, <laughs> now that's and, relegated to a, uh, to swap shop admins though. They're, they're yeah. on a high horse more so than like an actual I know, page. I know, you know what I, I mean? Know. They're like the yeah. bottom, they're like the bottom of the barrel of Facebook administrators, the swap shop right. admins. Right. Or social media accounts in general. Like they're the social media accounts in general, you know? And it's like now, now, so like, I was always afraid to like, like, I don't, you know, I always say this is my version of like, you know, if a pretty, if, if a hot girl gets told she's hot her whole life, they're just going to pretty much believe it eventually that it's something's true there. For me, it's like, I've, been, I've been told that I'm a celebrity from so many different people. I didn't want to believe it at first, but at, at the same time, it's like, I, you know, that's the word people are finding to use. So I guess there's some truth to it, you know? Um, so I just, I'm believing that, you know, to a certain degree, I am a local celebrity. Um, so. You mentioned like you mentioned that you've benefited from you know that public figure status type thing. What's the what's the most celebrity or, you know coolest thing that's happened to you because of your association with this account? You know, I would say really being a social media um, consultant for small or manager for small businesses, where um, you know I could walk into most places and be like. Oh, I'm Brian. I do social media, and they look at me like, "Okay, cool." Be like, "Oh, and I run two one seven problems." I'm like, "Oh yeah, that's you." Okay, well, let's talk. <laughs> <laughs> you know. So you've you turned. Know, I mean, you've essentially turned a hobby into a business, right? I mean, could you you do this for you? To me, I relate to you because you're you're a guy with a lot of irons in the fire. Um, and so you've turned this hustle, like this hobby into a hustle, like how yeah. successful have you become as, as a business? I mean, this two one seven is essentially kind of like a business now. No, 
Yeah, yeah, it is. It is. I mean, it's almost like I struggled with it wasn't the goal, which maybe that's why it's successful because it wasn't the goal in the beginning. You right. know, I never had the, you know, I, I mean, goal was like, you know, one day to manage social media for a business. So, you know, I'm a huge Cub fan. So I think I'd love to like be like the social media manager for the Cubs one day. You know, I, I, sure. I keep track of their social media and how they do it. I'm like, gosh, could I do that? <laughs> you know, right. is that above right. my intelligence or is that just like, <laughs> I could do that if that was my mindset every day. You yeah. Know? And, uh, I I mean, it's one of those things like I, I always talk with family about this, how, you know, it's advocation and vocation. And, you know, I, I still have to work other another job, you know, to do what I do, you know. I, it, but but it also, you know, I make around a grand or sometimes around the holidays if I do uh, small business advertising, like twelve thirteen hundred dollars $1,300 a month. Right, so, which is a nice extra little chunk right, of change in your right. pocket for sure. Right. And it's like something that if I do it right, it's not going away. But at the same time, it's like, if I didn't have two one problems, I don't make that as much money. Cause I, that's part of the, the package, <laughs> you know? Right. So I mean, through- how do business, I know businesses come to you to advertise on the page, correct? I mean, how does that, how does that work? And, and did that blow you away initially when somebody was like, Hey, can I, you know, how do I get in on this? How can you, you know, put my so- message out there? So it's funny. I, when I first started, I actually got shopped around by a radio advertising lady. Um, really? Yeah. It's funny because I, I don't always agree with, I know you're a background radio. I don't always agree with radio stands on the, they're the best. Ever. I think, hey, you know, I'm, you're uh, preaching uh, the choir. I'm not, I'm not uh, a big radio sales guy. I'll say that. Okay, good. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> so <laughs> I kind of like, you know, going, I, I, it's funny because like, after all this, like I kind of felt bad because it's like, I, I didn't always agree that you know, give us $1,400 and we'll change your life when it doesn't, you know, but yeah, anyway, I just had that conversation last night. Just had it last night about just <laughs> good, my, well, then we my, have a whole other podcast on me. Oh, dude, <laughs> we could, we could really, we could tear into radio sales as far as I'm concerned. But, yeah. but anyway, you, I mean, it's interesting that, a, that an actual radio salesperson was, was promoting you instead of their right. own product, because that like that right there is, is an incredible red flag to me. Like, you know, how much money is this station making that they're willing to take on a third party client and shop it around? So I, <laughs> right, I, I, tell, right, tell right. me more about that. I'm, I'm curious. Tell me more about like this. Tell me, tell me how this panned out. So she gave me to about three people. Um, and I was at $75 a month, which is like, you know, just start off. I was just happy that someone was willing to pay me just to come up with memes and, you know, find relatable content for a business. Well, you hell know? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, uh, and then she, uh, uh, got mad at me because <laughs> uh, I, I just made a joke on my personal Twitter about I just put up uh, two radio stations or uh, another radio station had bad stuff at a at a music club and it was just like us versus them kind of advertisement throughout the thing yeah. I just thought it was, I thought it was creative like, I'm appreciative of marketing if it's bashing but if it's creative bashing you know right like so, like Wendy's or Arby's, like yeah, their yeah, 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 pretty much just, synonymous with that. Like um, you know, just sarcastic jabs at their competition, right? Or like the Cubs do, you know, stuff against the Brewers when the Brewers complain about Cubs buying tickets, and it's like, well, if you actually had fans buy your tickets, you know, blah blah. <laughs> you know, it's like we're we're just we're just trying to help. Yeah, well, I mean, if it, I mean, if there's it, truth to the jab, yeah, yeah. then there's no reason to get butthurt about it. You know what I mean? Right, right, and, and obviously that's for something. There's truth to it, so. Anyways, I did that not thinking the recourse of how sensitive radio salespeople were, and <laughs> I, I she uh, dropped me real quick. Um, but it was fine because I had three, you know, three clients. As I say, you'd already made the get, connections, right? I was kind of getting the confidence to go do it myself. So I went to my favorite watering hole um, that I always went to. I said, "Hey, can I run your? You know, he, had, he has two businesses, four of them now." And he's like, "Yeah, sure. Let's see how it goes." And so I. You know, worked on. I've been with him for four years, and then um, through all this other thing, I, I through all this other stuff, I I work with a pawn shop now. Um, and he kind of reached out to me because I helped him find two people that um, stole from him in the store. They like distracted his employees, and he went out like, and this guy stole a safe, and he's just like, "I'm going to put you on two and seven problems," and so I did, and literally, I sh- I saw the guy's conversation, and and the must and the pawn shop guy like used me as like a weapon you know of like <laughs> you know like and the guy's like oh my gosh i'll take it I'll, I'll bring it back i'll bring it back just 
you know, don't call the cops or, you know, take, take it off. Take the post down. Down. Yeah. And I was like, it's so funny. It's like, I'm, I'm better than crime stoppers. <laughs> <You know? laughs> well, that was one of the things that I wanted to ask you too, is, is not only has, Two One Seven problems become a place to kind of promote the the goofiness of of the culture in this area, but it's also become a place that that you know promotes the pride of West Central Illinois. It also, but it, like you just said, it, it's helped people in some manner. So, like, what are some of the instances in which people like really stepped up to the plate, either to uh, you know defend the home fort, so to speak, uh, or or some ways in which you've seen the page help somebody, like like you just mentioned with uh, you know bringing people to justice, essentially. Right. Well, and you know the thing that I think what makes it so successful, and I'm going to say that's how my schooling helped me, is as opposed to some other pages that have kind of they've been popular for you know just being an asshole all the time, but right. they're not like they they didn't go the other route of just being an average human being of just being a decent <laughs> decent human being. Um, yeah. And, but multi, I call it multi-level content marketing. So it's like, you, you can't just have, you know, misspelled signs and, and, you know, funny cars and just survive off that, you know, or pe- people driving through buildings, you know, you have to have right. something else to make people like, Oh man, like, you know, that's different. So like, you'd be me, kind of like broad and all encompassing. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and I'm not going to lie. Not that I didn't know, like I kind of got that with the goose, you know, it wasn't always about just, keys being on campus it was just about the keys in general you know so right um so that's what i kind of learned is or why i think it's so successful is because people look at it as you know everything has to have a name so it's like even though it says 217 problems it's in the you don't have to be like the problem that word that what that usually signifies is a name right 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 you know, it, you know, it could still be two one seven something. It just, you know, like I tell people, something has everything has to have a name. It doesn't mean you have to stick to it. You know, per se, right. at least on social media, in, in my opinion. Um, so, some of the ways is I, uh, a lady around the holidays got her kind of her purse stolen. A, a grandma. This was about a couple of years ago, and it was around Christmas time, and so, um, I shared the letter. You know, kind of thinking, okay, you know, I'll share this letter about this lady who got a personal and seeing like, I hope you need need the money more than me, blah, blah. And she was elderly, so it's kind of sad. And, you know, realistically, I was just thinking, like, this will probably get a lot of engagement, you know. And about five or six people started suggesting a GoFundMe. And I was like, okay, like, you know, GoFundMes are either, you know, the potato salad guy that makes $3 million or whatever. Or (laughs) Or a legitimate cause. Yeah, yeah. You know, because it's like every sad story I come across, you know, I might post one out of 10 and, you know, the one out of 10 gets 3,000 clicks, but no, no donations because that's just our society is just curious, you know, and unless right. it really affects right. you, you know, anyways. So I just posted it, you know, and I made the GoFundMe. Within eight or nine hours, we had $800 that was around Dang. what she lost. So I was able to um, personally deliver her Christmas money to her. That's awesome. And it just like, it became like a thing, like, you know, the SGR picked it up and got a picture of me giving the the grandma a hug. And, you know, she, she, uh, she broke down in tears crying. And it's just kind of like one of those like signature moments of like social media being more powerful than people realize. Yeah. Like a, a momentary, you know, lapse of positivity, I guess, in the, the realm of social media and what it's become, especially on Facebook, at least. Right. And then it's like, you know, as I call, I call them my minions, you know, that, you know, they stepped up and, and, you know, strangely people were like prideful, you know, oh, no, right. I, at the time I thought it was strange, you know, but it was like, it's kind of like, wow, this is like a culture thing where people like are banding together. Now, granted that doesn't happen every time, you know, it just can't, <laughs> you know, it's kind of organic, right. you know, sure. unfortunately with 70,000 people, hundred thousand overall, it doesn't always translate to you know well every gofundme is going to get to reach their goal because well there's seventy thousand people that see that well that's you know that's not how it works not so which is unfortunate because there's been cases where stuff that's super sad and you're just like oh i just want to be able to use the platform to help them now you know and and all it sees is clicks it doesn't see money and so it's kind of disappointing but i've kind of come to terms that it is what it is, you know, it's either going to take off or it's not. Nothing I do or say is going to change whether it makes money or not. You know? So is, is 217 Problems almost 
kind of part of the media now. Do you think that's a fair assessment to make? Is that a similar comparison? Is that you know kind of accurate? So I myself would say it is, um, or I, you know, it's you know, Lord knows that I have people. Um, I, it's funny because after a couple radio interactions, um, I kind of had a chip on my shoulder about the whole thing <laughs> about, you know, what am I, you know, and I want to be like, yeah, my platform is as big as, you know, SJR, you know, bigger than any radio station Facebook page, you know, it, I mean, news stations are still bigger than me. Um, but that's, that's their, they, they, they have engaging content and, you know, news, is news, um, but I feel like I'm, I'm like up there, you know, in terms of right. like power of like, if I post something, if it's bad or good, it has a chance to affect the community, you know? And, um, I, I mean, do, would you say, I mean, I always kind of wonder what people on the inside and you, you were, you've been on the inside, I guess of normal. So, so would you consider, would you consider me? I mean, as far as like media, you mean like part of the media? Yeah. Yeah. I, I think so, but I, I think it's a different, you know, it's that digital type of media, but I don't really know how to classify it because it's it's a combination of, I mean, yes, there's kind of some news content there, but it's it's largely memes and just that cultural relativity type thing. But I think at the yeah. same time, when you look at, uh, you know, you, you talk about the thing about starting the, the GoFundMe for the lady that got her purse stolen, I think that's, I mean, that's newsworthy. So it's, you're kind of in this hybrid um I don't know, maybe maybe you want to call it like a, a renegade media company or something like that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. And and that's what it is. Like sometimes I there's decisions I make or don't make or stuff I struggle with because I'm only one person. You know, now if I if I die tomorrow and there's an emergency admin that's like he's like social media savvy, but he like doesn't really do anything unless I, he has like asked for permission to post. <laughs> um <laughs> but like he's basically there because if I die tomorrow it would go on. You know, right. With it, right. You know, so, um, which is funny, something I had to think about, you know, like, right. Yeah. You has, never thought, well, I mean, what if I die? Who's going to run this Facebook page? Right. Cause I think I have a responsibility to, to, you know, the 217 to keep it going, you know, right. Welcome like, to the 21st century. There you go. There's a new page, 21st century problems. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, uh, yeah, I just, um, I, I like to think that I'm a, I'm a, I'm a big part of it or, you know, yeah, I, I mean, I think, well, your following alone would, would dictate to me that you, you have some sort of, I guess you could call it credibility. I'm not trying to discredit you by saying that in, in like a negative connotation, but, um, you know, maybe, maybe two one seven problems has become an alternative media. Maybe that's a better term to put it as. Yeah. I, I've heard that term before alternative media, which is fine. Like I, I n- never envisioned from SIE use to this, to be able to affect this many people's lives day to day. And I've been told that, you know, like, oh man, that gets me, helps me get me through the day, which is, I feel that when I sleep till four and hasn't, haven't posted all day, <laughs> you know, <laughs> like, oh man, you know, the, the guy's, you know, taking a break from his forklift and he's, you know, looking and I haven't posted anything in 12 hours, you know, it's right. like, you know, I, I feel bad then. Um, but it's also, you know, it's like, I think, uh, I, I think that no matter, you know, you probably understand this. I mean, you work in media, you have to have a certain pride and ego <laughs> about it. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, for me, I have, I have a pride and ego that, you know, I, I've done is, is pretty miraculous from where I started being a one man band and that my style has worked. Cause I, you know, I think working in entertainment or anything, you know, some, some people are going to like you or some people are not like, you know, that, that dude right. that called in Michigan uh, and told you that you sucked. Uh, a couple episodes ago, uh, and and you looked up where he's from, and it's like you know the the demographic is ten like percent unemployment, yeah. Podunk, Michigan. Uh, and it's like for me, I I have my demographic corner on who doesn't like me generally, um, but it's it's like other than that, it's it's pretty successful in what I'm doing, and so it's like you know it's it's cool to create something like that and be prideful and know that I wouldn't want something like that to just die when I die. Right. Absolutely. And it's, we had this conversation with, with another group of of guys that I podcast with earlier this week. It's always, you know, you can have, you can have 10 really positive responses to what you're doing. And it's always the one negative that seems to chap your ass the most. That's it's the nature of the beast. 
and and basically you have a thin skin. <laughs> right. To, and, you know, and I saw you when I got credits. I'd be like, but why? You know, you know, or if people unfollow me, I I would notice, and they'd be like, why did you unfollow me? You know, whatever. <laughs> right. And it, you know, it's it. taken me a few years to not get as you know mad. You know, and, and I'll admit, um, there's it's the backwoods hicks, you know, that you, that generally don't like me, but they're unfortunately have um, access to the internet. Um, you know, they usually are holding two deer heads in the profile picture. Um, you know, maybe, or, uh, it's, uh, you know, your dad's age or, or, or grandpa that, right. that somebody just doesn't get it. Yeah. just doesn't get it. I mean, don't get me wrong. Some quote unquote older people do get it. You know, I, I have somebody that's friend to me personally and he's great. You know, anytime I kind of, you know, chapped at older people. He's like, Hey, I take offense to that, you know? Um, but it's like, you know, the, the, the older people that are like, they think Facebook, they don't get how the internet works for sarcasm they don't. or anything no, else. Or, they you know, they, do say, not. They, give, they give the who cares answer or the, you know, leave the holier the than thou answer. Yeah. 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 And it's none of your business. And I'm like, public <laughs> property. it is my business. It's, it's the internet, everything, you know, I, right. uh, you know, I, I had a, a a thing where a church made a very sexually innuendo sign. It's something about spitting and swallowing and sin, something like that. And it was just worded really poorly. <laughs> and uh, I posted, you know, and you got some older people that are just like, they didn't mean it. How dare you take it that far? Down? I was like, look, I'm like your, I'm just your average man. I, I like to think that my my posts are what your average man thinks. Right. And your average man looks at that. Ninety nine percent of people think, "What the hell were they thinking?" Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so, I mean, you mentioned seeing a lot of stuff like this. You know, just traveling about. Do you travel around the area a lot? Like, have you been to everywhere that this area code encompasses, or have you stayed so, pretty local to Springfield and and, and Pleasant? So it's funny because it's like I'm, you know, I'm only one man. So I, I before this, I, you know, I've heard of other towns and maybe driven through it or by them, but it's made me more like I, I feel that I don't really cover Quincy that much unless it's something sent to me because I just you know it's an hour and a half away from me, and you know I just don't <laughs> you know I, I don't if it's sent to me it's great and that's the thing too is I you know it was me just going on like basic overall stereotype things in the beginning. Then it became this thing where people send me stuff religiously. And so, so how many like, submissions like do you get per day of, of different content uh, from around the area? Code? Up and down, but I'll say five to 10, which is, you know, it, it, you know, especially during the winter, I feel like it go, or after a storm or something, it goes up a lot or in the summer when people are out and about, you know, um, especially now since it's like, you know, people want their GoFundMe shared or, you know, they want some, somebody's car got stolen or a puppy got stolen or something like that. Um, I get stuff like that too all the time. Uh, but yeah, it goes up and down. It's between five or 10 a day, which, you know, it adds up, you know, so like, pro- I mean, that, that kind of takes some of the, the workload off of you in a way. I mean, if it's good content, oh, right? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. My, I feel like my job switched a lot. Um, you know, when I was starting this and, you know, family would be like, you always stare at your phone. And I'm like, Oh, I just got, I'm keeping up on this. Like, you know, it's kind of like, I had this. I'm working here. Like, yeah. I'm working here. You know, like, <laughs> like I, you know, it's like, I still, you know, I'm an outgoing guy. So like, I can still stare at my phone and still be like, outgoing in. and engaging, yeah. you know, like, yeah. and, uh, cause you know, my, my mom, you know, would be like, you know, I'm afraid this is going to hurt your social, you know, like ability or something. I'm like, it's fine. <laughs> you know, right. don't worry about it. You don't know what I'm doing. And then now different like, generation. Like, Right now that it's become what it is, it's almost like, you know, I kind of get that like, see, this is why I stare at my phone the whole time. Cause I don't have this thing that like everyone knows about. <laughs> you know, like it was working out to stare at my phone, you know. Uh, right. Out to stare at my phone. Um, but yeah, but anyways, I feel like working really hard back then to always like look for content to think of. Now it's like I feel like fifty percent of the work is naturally done by minions corresponding. Thank God, you know. Like, yeah. I have these. Like, I, I have seventy-two thousand reporters out there uh, always looking for stuff for me, which is grateful. That's, that's one thing that yeah, I'm yeah. Like taken back by because, right. You know, it takes a lot for people who want to engage in something in their day. You know, we live in a society where we're kind of self-centered and like, if it doesn't affect us, why do we worry about it? Kind of thing. And people, you know, on vacations and they'll, they'll put two one seven in the beach or they'll, you know, they'll, they'll take a picture of like, 
with their fingers, 217 and a mountaintop or something. And they'll send it to me and like, look, 217 representing in the Himalayas. <laughs> and I'm like, that's so cool to me. That is that, cool. That's very that cool. Pe- yeah. Like people, you know, like, um, I have a, I have a canvas picture, uh, in my house when I knew that two and seven problems arrived was, um, uh, you know, high school banners, you know, when a football players break through before the game. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Uh, the local Catholic school here said, uh, Senator nation, they played Springfield high. It's like, you're just another two one seven problem. And they had the at two one seven problem thing. And they broke through <laughs> that before the game. And I got sent that. I remember I was sent at the local watering hole, my favorite local watering hole. And I got sent that. And I put my beer down. And I was just like, that's how I knew I arrived. There and you I go. Was in this culture of like, well, if you get teenagers <laughs> to engage into something that, right. You know, you know, I didn't ask them to do it. That, I mean, that's the best form of advertising, you know, my friend and my, my friend who who does uh, social media and news um, said, you know, stations would beg for that kind of attention. Oh, absolutely. Know? Yeah. They're, they're, I mean, they're hungry for that kind of uh, relevance, you know, and community, community engagement where you're engaged with the community without asking them to return the pay. For yeah. It, you know, yeah. Um, and I, I mean, I was after that, I, I, I did get kind of greedy and wanted them to do it again. And I tried to reach out, <laughs> I didn't get a response. <laughs> you know, I was like, okay, one, one, one year was enough, you know, it's probably, I should, but it still was like so cool um, yeah. that something like that took place. And so, I just think about how people take the time to do what I do for the first two, two years or two, two or three years, two answer problems, which is like, and I mean, still do to this day, obviously with looking and always looking for content or whatever, but to just like stop and take a picture of whatever they see, turn around right. and take a picture, you know, it's, uh, it's just, I'm honored, honestly, that people do that because like I said, I, we live in such a society where, you know, it, why would someone take 15 seconds for somebody else? And I feel like that they're taking right. 15 seconds for me. Tell me. Well, it's kind of interesting yeah. because I mean, this, this, I guess our generation technically is, is considered to be kind of aloof and not observant to things around them. But in the, in this case, as it relates to two, one, seven problems, people are being observant with technology. Uh, you know, like you said, they're, they're stopping to take a photo of a funny sign or somebody, you know, dressed funky or something you know, locally relevant and, and they're sending it to you. So not only are they being observant, they're also still engaging in a way. So it's, it's kind of a juxtaposition to say that, you know, this generation isn't necessarily in tune with what's going on physically, um, emotionally around them, you know, that they're, that we're too tuned into technology. So that's an interesting concept for sure. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I, it just makes me like, I didn't envision like it becoming like that. You know, I didn't right. envision that once it got into the thousands, that it would become that, you know, and, and sometimes I feel that I don't use everything, you know, but I guess it's just part of like when you become, you know, like any media outlet, you know, say, you know, people submit stuff and sometimes it gets used and sometimes it doesn't, <laughs> you know? Right. Um, so I, sometimes I still struggle with how to, how to literally somehow post somewhere what I, what I get sent, whether I think it's hilarious or not. Right. Um, which I, that's a, you know, thing too. I don't think parking, um, parking pictures are, are funny anymore. <laughs> like I just, you know, seen well, you've seen one, you've seen them all. Right. 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 And it's just like, but you know, to that person, I think they're hilarious, but, and, and sometimes I, you know, do, it has to be a, a special kind of parking spot. I don't know. It just, it's funny. Cause like when I first started, I'm like, Oh yeah, that parking asshole. Now I'm like, Oh, you know, <laughs> it's, the, it's, the, it's the third, you it's know, been honey, done. Sonata, yeah, it's the third time I've Sonata parked in three spots this week, you know? <laughs> Well, I mean, the interesting thing about about your page about two and seven problems is it's it's simultaneously a, a niche thing, but it's also a very broad thing. It's a very you know large encompassing thing, but at the same time very specific thing. And I think that's probably why you've had so much success with it. Right. I want. I want. I was trying to like think like, well, how should I put on LinkedIn? You know, my my talent or social media. It's almost like I'm a culture creator. You know, if you look at what I did at SIUE and two and seven problems. I mean, that's twice that I'm able to encompass a niche, broad thing. Right. And make it successful. <laughs> and create a culture. No, I admit, I thought it would be easy. I thought you could do the same thing for businesses, and it's a lot harder for businesses. I'm sure. Um, yeah. I'm you sure. know, you have to be, I'd have to be physically at the bar, <laughs> you know, right. 40 hours a week just to see what happens at a bar because a lot of serendipity stuff that happens 
and mm-hmm. visit, but yet it just happened to be there. Um, you know, there's a, a fun thing I did with a, a pawn shop where a dad walked in and said, my boy has a PS4 and he wanted an Xbox one. And I said, get straight A's thinking, you know, he might not, <laughs> he probably won't actually get straight A's, you know, but he's still trying to get grades, you know, whatever. And sure enough, the kid got straight A's. And so he's like, here I am buying an Xbox one. And it's just like, <laughs> I thought it was really cool. You know, like uh, it'd be a good parenting story. And sure enough, that's the thing that like took off my best post a month. Cause it's like, it was just a very humanistic real story, you know? Nothing right. like nothing like buy this beer sign for twenty dollars. That's not going to take off. It's the humanistic, real story, you know. Yeah. And it's like I wish I could just multiply me and not have a life and just hang around bars and all my businesses just to be able to capture that stuff. Because I feel like that's what two one seven problems. That's successful. It's capturing that humanistic stuff. That's you know whether I see it or someone sees it and sends it to me. That kind of makes it for what it is and why it makes it different. And then a lot of things, you know. Yeah. And um, you mentioned, you know, wishing that you, you had more time. I don't know how you have time to, to run all these pages. What is what is your typical nine to five? What do you do for a living outside of the social media um, consultants and, and running the pages and stuff like that? What's your what's your blue collar deal? Right. Uh, so I was, like I said, I worked at a hospital for three years um, and decided I didn't have time to do what I really wanted to do, which is obviously more stuff in marketing and hospitals. Just a you know, push patient patients around. Um, now sure. I do uh, marketing in a hotel, um, overnight gotcha. for now. Um, cool. so it was just a good deal. I get to work on their marketing and what their plans are, um, you know, while doing my other social media stuff. So it's kind of like, a, uh, it's a flexible deal. You know, I, I can work on multiple projects related to the hotel and not related to the hotel. Um, so, uh, that's what I'm doing for now. This is yeah. this is a question that uh, that I was going to ask you, but that it, the more I think about it, it might actually make for for a good late night uh, post. Um, okay. Uh, if there were to be like a reality show about the two one seven, what would be kind of the common? Where would it be set for one? Uh, what would be some of the common themes that you would see throughout the series, and what are some of the characteristics of the characters, the people on the show? Oh man. Um, probably the, it would have to be a, a couple that's, that's married and one works for the state and one works for a hospital. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty accurate. I would say, yeah, you know, um, you know, they, they, uh, they probably drive a, you know, kind of like, you know, off the Will Ferrell thing, a, you know, a Dodge Stratus, you know, they yes. drive some kind of car like yes. that. Absolutely. <laughs> you know? At least in Springfield, I'd say a Hyundai Sonata. Um, <laughs> you know, they uh, they have their different trials and tribulations of of juggling. You know, practice. I mean, let's just say they live on the West Side of Springfield. They uh, the kid goes to uh, goes to um, SA, the kids go to SHG. <laughs> um, they kind of have a lot of first world problems. Uh, you <laughs> the know, kid's kind of down like, again. God damn yeah, it! Yeah, right, right. Yeah, or you know, I mean. Depending what route you want to go, that it could be the District 186, and you know it's the, it's the you know, reality. You said reality TV show. Well, unfortunately, yeah. it'd be it'd be bomb threats. The kids have to worry about bomb threats at school. Oh, so, yeah, there, there's been like I don't know if Quincy has this problem or anything. I haven't seen anything in the news, but down here, I mean, it's like once a week. If if you, if, you, if there's such thing, I kind of made light of bomb threats on Twitter because I was talking. You know, Twitter's the the, the high school crowd mainly. And I said, you know, no wonder you guys are eating Tide Pods. You're never in school. <laughs> you're always in school for bomb threats or something, you know, like right. or, or snow days. You know, like, no wonder you're eating Tide Pods. You have no idea, you know, you're, you're always doing, you're, you're not actually learning, you know. And some people agreed, and, you know, that was thankfully taken and just, you know. And But, yeah, I um, had... That that is an interesting. I've done a the question movie before. You know, like what's what's what would be? It'd be like a romantic comedy where you know, the the high school that's that's a district one eighty six girl is dating a kid from SHG and they struggle with like the kid across the tracks kind of situation. Like a Romeo and Juliet type thing. Yeah, it's like the West Side of Town guy is dating the East Side of Town girl or something. You know, like or whatever. (laughs) You know, and it's like you know it's a battle of 
you know, even though we live in the same time, it's two different lifestyles because it's on the opposite side of town, <laughs> you know, it's like, we're, you know, so, um, yeah, that, that, that's actually a good one. I, I might use that. I have an idea. I say we just quit our, our day jobs and all that stuff. We uh, we hit the road. We make a we make a documentary, a series, where we just oh, travel the area code. We tell the stories of uh, of our beloved homeland. <laughs> uh-huh. that, that's actually my dream is a like a bucket list item is make like a two months of documentary with all the fancy 4k cameras and you know uh, you know i would say you would have no problem making that happen with the amount of people that follow the page i'm sure that there are some pretty uh high skilled amateur filmmakers out there that can make that happen i say we just do it let's quit the day jobs we collaborate on this we just make it happen let's do it and you know the thing is i I've, i've reached out a couple times and people said hey you know i do have cameras but it's just you know stretching can't you know there's some people with saying like champagne or Springfield, but it's like it's just like anything for like hobbies it's finding the time to really put something like that all together you i know? completely understand <laughs> preaching like, to the choir know, man yeah um i mean okay. you know public access is going to need something when, when the host of illinois stories decides to retire or dies <laughs> right, on the job right. so i mean why not why not just you know pitch to pitch to uh I don't remember what the the PBS affiliate is in Springfield, but uh, we just pitched yeah. to them. You know, we're gonna do a two one seven road trip documentary. Tell them tell right. the uh, the well, goofy stories and all that stuff. Well, in one year, I had um, I got a local celebrity here on MTV. His name's Chili Bowl Mullet Man. Um, he's kind of like uh, he walks the streets. He um, and he has. I mean, he he's not homeless or anything, but he doesn't have a car. He can't drive, so he um, people are known as Chili Bowl Mullet Man. He's a, a, a Chili Bowl essentially. And uh, when I was building two one seven problems, you know, I I just knew that I had to incorporate Chubba Woman in my content. So I wanted to I did a quote unquote Super Bowl commercial on him. And I released it during the Super Bowl and ended up being on MTV's uh, Ridiculousness. No and, uh, Yeah, it was kind of, one of like story of my life. Like if I had an autobiography, I'd call it like a- accidentally viral. You know, the Brian Burns story. <laughs> <laughs> Directed by and, Ken Burns. Yeah, 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 exactly with the kids perspective. <laughs> on PBS. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is funny, like, you know, for someone that I do, like you would like you would think my interests are like watching like comedies all the time or like really entertaining stuff, but like I, I I'm I'm a nerd at the same time. Like, you know, you Ken M talked about, you know, not like this podcast not being about the um how the sausage is made. Right, kind right, right. But, but, but that's all I really like to talk about. Because I, I the process is, is interesting to me. Um, I just, I really like the process of, of things. And, yeah. There's work involved with it. Like, you know, yeah. like putting this podcast together, people are like, Oh, that's, you know, that's, that's cool. You just knock that out. I was like, no, you don't just knock it out. I mean, there's, I mean, it's almost like another job and I'm sure you completely relate to this with, with the page and, and all the other pages you're involved with, you know, there's uh you know, there's, I, I could spend half a day just shooting out emails to potential guests and stuff like that. I mean, there's. You know, it's it's another job, but it's a passion project, so you can't really right. classify it as a job, you know, per se. Completely agree. And it's like, it's funny because, you know, people only see the glory, per se, you know, the finished product. Right. But you They know, see the end result, yeah. Yeah, like I, I said, uh, you know, there was a, someone did 217 skydivers, there's a story, it sort of passed that along to me, and I said, oh man, you know. So what I did is I scattered out the letters in the tweet as if they were skydiving <laughs> and it's like, it, 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 that took a little bit of time, but everyone got my drift and it's like, you know, how did I, you know, you just look at that and it's like, to me, that's a process to think like that, you know, and to, to right. come up with that, you know, it, it just, I don't know. It, I think this is my first like craft that I've ever consistently worked at. I, I did a radio show in college sports radio, which, um, you know, I appreciate you sending emails to celebrities and stuff because I did the same thing with ESPN <laughs> people and I'd be so thrilled if one of them said yes to me, you know, <laughs> that's, I mean, that's half the thrill is the hunt. Honestly, it really yeah. is. It's like I told you, you know, when we were messaging back and forth, you know, I cast a wide net because you just never know, you never know. And, and what's the sense in, in, uh, doing this if you don't at least try, you know? Right. Well, and I feel like uh, for me, I had the, oh, I'm just a college kid trying to learn how, how uh, Get on my show to help me like, gain more experience. Kind of guilt know, trip like, them, yeah, 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 yeah. So like now I had that going for me. So like now honestly, I respect <laughs> what you're doing because I I don't know I don't know if I would have 
the the guts to reach out to you know ESPN anchor I grew up watching and be like, come on my little podcast please and, and not think like he's like well why should I help you out <laughs> you know well it's college. it's going back to that conversation where where we were kind of talking about you just you grow a thick skin you kind of let it roll off your shoulders yeah. you know I mean initially yeah. it was very very daunting very intimidating to start you know, reaching out to some of these people that I've always found interesting that I wanted to speak to. And now it's just kind of like, you know what? I'll never know if I don't try. Mm-hmm. I, I, I agree with that. Well, well I've taken, uh, I've taken an hour of your time up on a, on a Saturday afternoon and I know you're a busy dude. So I, I certainly appreciate it. But if oh, folks no. want to find the two one seven pages, how do they find them on social media? Yeah. You just go to two one seven problems on Facebook uh, at two one seven problems on Twitter and Instagram two one seven problems. There you go. Brian Burns, uh, thank you so much for your time, man, and uh, congratulations on on all your success. It was a blast chatting with you, and hopefully uh, we'll do it again soon. Yeah, you know, I, I think I'm a, I'm a lesson of, um, you know, you get out what you put in, and, you know, for what you do with your podcast and what I've done with this, it's, you know, you put all, all your, well, a lot of time and effort into it, and, and, it, and you can reward it for it. So, Brian Burns, thank you so much, man. No problem. You're listening to the Bo Cephas Broadcast. Once again, Buick is raising the banner for quality in America. Introducing the 1992 LeSabre with a higher level of power, safety, security, and convenience. This new Sabre is going to be one tough act to follow. Sabre for 1992 from Buick. Now, back to the Bo Cephas Broadcast. That is going to do it for episode 63, I do believe, of the Bosevus broadcast. Thank you, as always, for tuning in again. My big thanks to Brian Burns, the curator of the 217 Problems Facebook page. Uh, don't forget to follow them on Facebook at 217 Problems. Also on Twitter and Instagram as well at the same handle. The uh, the, the guest list continues to grow. I think we got lots of good guests coming up. I think that um, I think that whole dry spell thing might be over, at least for the time being. Uh, very soon we're going to be talking baby names because I've been... Kind of on a kick about those. No, I'm not having a baby. But have have you noticed, like, people are just naming... It's not necessarily they're naming their children weird names, but they're spelling them just completely weird. You know, like, there's a lot of E-I-G-H's for, you know, stuff that could easily be solved with, like, a, uh, an E-Y or just a Y, even. I, I don't know. I don't understand the whole thing. So we're bringing in an expert. Okay, we're going to have a baby name expert, or just, I guess, a name expert in general. Uh, this lady has written several books. Uh, she's been featured in publications like Huffington Post and, and, and everything in between. So uh, she is an expert, and we're going to get down to the bottom of this. We're going to figure out why people are naming their babies, not necessarily crazy names, but why they got to spell them so weird. We're going to get to the bottom of it. Uh, I believe joining us next week, Richard King, uh, who is the president of Thumper Entertainment. They put on the Roots and Blues Barbecue Festival uh, which happens in September, I believe, just down the way in Columbia, Missouri. Huge festival. It's barbecue. It's great music. I don't know what else you could want. Unfortunately, I can't go again this year because of prior commitments. Um, but you want to talk about Dream Bills. This is one of a, as far as a festival is concerned. I used to go to Rockfest in Kansas City every year. Uh, and it got to the point where just the, the music wasn't important to me anymore. And there were just too many turds there. Uh, so this, if I were to go back to a festival style show, this would probably be the one we're talking some of my favorite acts like this year. They've got the Avid brothers. They got Sturgill freaking Simpson, who I'm dying to see live. Margot Price, who is an incredible, uh, like country artist. I don't know if you want to call her all country or not, but, uh, Margot Price is great. Amanda Shires, also fantastic. She is married to Jason Isbell, who is another one of my favorite artists of all time. So like I said, ton of my favorite acts. So we're going to talk to Richard King at the Roots and Blues and Barbecue Festival uh, in Columbia, Missouri, happening this September uh, next week. Got some other cool things I'm working on as well. You're just going to have to stay tuned and find out what they are. So keep up to date with the show on social media. Follow us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Broadcast. Also, follow me on Twitter and Instagram at BoBeecraft on both accounts. 
If you got questions, comments, concerns, as always, please drop us a line, bocephusbroadcast at gmail.com, or you can give a call to the hotline and leave your message anytime by calling 872-222-8610. Again, that number is 872-222-8610. If you want to support the show, and by that, I mean uh, you want to help me start paying these stupid medical bills that are rolling in, uh, buy the official t-shirt of the Bocephus Broadcast by visiting amazon.com. And searching for the Bocephus broadcast. A lot of people are like, are you legit? Is this is this real? Are you really selling shirts on Amazon? Yes. Thank you so much to a partnership with Trent Lyons, uh, who owned this house prior to us. And as a uh, karaoke business as well, Trent was very gracious. And he said, hey, let me help you out. I've got this account. I can sell the shirts through that. You just send me the design. We sell them. Simple as that. So big thank you to Trent. Yes, it is legit. The Bocephus broadcast t-shirt available on Amazon.com. All you have to do is go there. Search for Bocephus Broadcast, a multitude of sizes, colors, and there are specific fits as well for men, women, and children. So uh, pick your style, pick your color, pick your size. Boom. Done. You're supporting the Bocephus Broadcast physically. And you join the ranks of dudes like Scotty Vaughn, Corey Samuels, Mark James, the Poop Culture Podcast, and many, many more with the official t-shirt. Available now on Amazon.com for $19.99 and eligible for prime shipping if you're a member as well. Stay tuned, because I'm pretty sure the uh, list of celebrity declines is going to get really good next week as well. But otherwise, I think that does it. I'm going to go get my my Cheryl Crow on, soak up the sun on the deck, let the dog run around, tire himself out. So so he just kind of relaxes this evening. That's it, though. Episode 63 in the books. We'll see you next week for episode 64 right back here on the Bocephus Broadcast. We'll catch you then. You've been listening to the Bocephus Broadcast. You just heard was the podcast of Poop Extended Universe. For more great podcasts, go to poop.com. <laughs>